The album I bought, I bought, uh, told you I bought Roots. Yeah. It had the same problem that your Clutch album has. It has this stupid, they must, I got to keep an eye on that record store because if the corner is all. Yeah. 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 I'm suspect about that Clutch album. I mean, it's awesome that I have it. I just feel like it says it's Weathermaker Records, but at the same time, it's like, why does it say disc one, disc two on the back? That is weird. weird. Yeah. Like that doesn't seem right. They had another copy of it today, and I was like, should I get this? But, yeah, I don't know. I, there's probably a way to find that out. You can probably go on Discogs and see if there's some way to look at the yeah. information. That's how I found out about that Danzig album being fake. I was like, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Because they had Danzig 2, and it looked legit, but when you look up Danzig vinyl, apparently it doesn't. they just didn't put that stuff out on vinyl. Mm. Like, it's, it doesn't exist. I was like, well, that's stupid. Yeah. And then they had, oh my god, they had Seventh Son. And I was like, and it said something like. I own that. I think it's a re release, though. Yeah, I think it's, and it was 40 bucks. I'm like, I don't know, 40 bucks. Yeah. For one record. Next time you come up, we have to go over there. And, yeah, for sure. And it's very small. So, like, people, you have to kind of like let people go by you and stuff. But, like, when you see their selection, you're like, Jesus Christ, what the? <laughs> I can't. How am I going to. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just gotta hope it's there when you come back. Like they had a whole bunch of prong albums. Like, god damn it. Oh wow. They had yeah, they had Prove You Wrong. It was music on final, but they had Prove You Wrong. They had Still. Root Awakening. Yeah. They had no ab- no absolutes. Um the, a few of the new ones. Mm-hmm. And like a picture disc. And I was like, God motherfucker, man. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the one thing that it's I love record shopping because you never know what you're gonna dig. Yeah. For. You know, you, you never know what's gonna pop out. It's just like Fuck yeah! All right, but then when you when you go to a place that's got, you know, that, that, that you say it sucks, but it doesn't suck. No, it's that's, great. That's the that's the greatest place to find is yeah. find a place that 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 probably sucks for virtually everyone else, <laughs> <laughs> but oh not God, you. This place. It's just a wall of metal, just and it's like levels. Mm. It's just just. just Wall and it's like four levels and it's all metal. And you're like, I mean, not you guys have still never been to Vienna, right? Hmm? Vienna Music Which, Exchange. No. Mm-mm. Yeah, you you should go there. I mean, it it doesn't have air conditioning. It is pretty much the size of a closet. That's weird. But, they wouldn't have air conditioning in a place that has vinyl. <laughs> uh, well, it's it's you know I I've known the the owner for. I mean, that's the whole thing. Like. I know who she is because of a message board we used to post on all the time, but you know, it's not as though like I've done anything more than talk to her the last time I was there. And I think I had a conversation with her in real life, like maybe in like 2008, hmm. but one way or another, it's pretty much, it's like right on right off of Maple in Vienna, you know, like where everything is expensive as shit. Yeah. So it's just like on this top floor of this little two story building and she specializes in metal, so it's got just oh, a, wow. got a great selection of metal mm. specifically. Mm. But it is just littered, and it, seriously, it is the size of a closet, a large closet, but boxes of you know vinyl for sale that you have to you got to dig. And let's face it, my guy, my my back can't handle kind of the, <laughs> yeah. the leaning over. But it's it's just if you have time in your hand, anytime you're you know in the Vienna region. But I mean, that's another thing. Like she is a, um, what does she do? She works for like veterinarian clinics and things like that. Normally she's an animal caretaker. 
Uh, so it's it's only open, I think, you know, uh, Friday night, Saturday and Sunday. Hmm. If there isn't a show going on that she wants to see. <laughs> I think. Well, I'll be in D.C. Eric might be in D.C. on Tuesday as well. If COVID depending. So I hope so. Yeah. Well, well if you're going to be in D.C., go to Smash. Smash for Smash. Smash is in Adams Morgan now. Um, it's, you know, do you remember Smash when we were young? Mm-mm. Oh, God, man. We didn't go to D.C. very often, oddly enough. Smash, Smash was like the fucking place back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I still, it was like a big deal to go there. Uh, the former owners, you know, they never did anything. A guy, Matt Moffat, who's been involved in the scene for decades, um, started up a record store and, you know, Open it up a smash. It's in Adams Morgan, so it's right on 18th Street. If you're in that area, um, get to it. But it is, you know, it's gonna. It's more punk than metal, but it's still awesome. Huh. Oh shit! You know what? I want to find a uh, a track. I'm gonna text it to you, Eric, so it'll at least be a surprise. Okay. After this. Okay. Yeah, you mentioned a couple weeks ago we were talking about this album, and you were saying. Oh, there's a ripoff. Okay. Which I don't uh, know. Ramones or the Ramones. Ramones? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, you just can hear that. I didn't, yeah, I didn't check, catch it. I heard something, but I didn't catch what it was. So. All right. I'm good. We're good to go. Brush your teeth with this. You know, we could take the makeup off. I'll bet you we could take the makeup off and it wouldn't make any difference. You're crazy. We're going to take the makeup off? You're nuts. Mellifluous. What about the Alice in Chains action figures? Yeah, I've been making some of me for the chicks. Just a taste of what's going to happen to the rest of your stinking planet. Your civilization is obsolete by my Gee, we could take off the makeup. I mean, basically, when we started, we started as a band. We started to play rock and roll. And that's what we could do. Without the makeup, I think you're not. I think that's good. Why well, I want a shot to you anyway! There is similitude. Ricky, quick. Will you try to fix my puzzles? <laughs> Let me see your cigarette lighter. All right, Ramblers, let's get Ramblers. All righty. Let's get rambling. Welcome to Somewhere in Time Podcast, everybody. Somewhereintimepodcast.com. Go there. Find all of our stuff. Links to our social media there is there. Uh, YouTube stuff. In case you haven't seen it yet, I did all the tracks from Angel Dust, and they're all on YouTube right now. So enjoy that. Oh. Yeah. You were just saying you were learning that a couple weeks ago. Yes, and they're all there now, so enjoy. Go find them. I've been posting them like every day, so you should have seen them, hopefully. I didn't oh. get an alert or anything. Yeah, well, you got you to gotta click that bell, man. Gotta click the, smash that subscribe <laughs> Oh, yeah, like and subscribe. <laughs> Did you smash start that everyone? bell to get notified. Please Let's tell me you started there. everyone with, hey, guys. Hey, guys. Here's hey guys. my cover of <laughs> Caffeine. Here we go, guys. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going to sing the lyrics to uh, be aggressive now. (laughs) (laughs) Enthusiastically. I'm just going to recite them. 
spoken oh. word. What album are we doing first here? Uh, well, let's, yeah. let's introduce ourselves okay. first, and then we'll go into that. Mm. So, well, I get to um, load my stuff here. I'm Eric. We have Tim here. Good evening. We have Joe here. My Adam here. And Keith is here. Uh, hey. We're all here. And we're here to talk about two albums this episode. So uh, we're going to discuss Mondo Bizarro by the Ramones. And End of Silence by Rollins Band. So I think Ramones is the honorable mention here. Uh, this is the first time we've talked about Ramones, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, a little surprising. I mean, we're not, we talk about mostly metal, but, you know, Ramones are pretty iconic in the punk genre. So uh, I feel like at this point we should have probably talked about them, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that they're. They weren't selling a lot of albums. <laughs> they hadn't sold a whole lot throughout the 80s. Yeah. It's not like we missed their uh, iconic stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah that's true. We, yeah, we have never done 76. Do we? Well, yeah. They're, 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 <laughs> Let's see here. We did two, one, yeah. zero. And, yeah. Yeah. So here's, a, here's a question for Eric and Joe. I'm, I'm, it's not really for Keith, but have you ever listened to a Ramones album from start to finish until this one? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, not a not no. maybe I could count on one time, one hand probably how many times I've done. a best of. I think I listened to like no, a no, best of, but not a best no. of, like a proper Ramones album yeah. from start to finish. Mm-hmm. I had not like Brain Drain. Yeah, any of them, I, you yeah. know what? I did go back and listen to that album. Was that the first album, Brain Drain? No, no, that, no, that was the one that came out right before this one. Oh, not okay. Right, I listened but... to that. I think the album that has you know Blitzkrieg Bop and um uh, uh what's their other big hit. I want to be sedated. Yeah. Is that on the same album? Uh, I think uh, so. Anyway, I listened <laughs> to that album because I was like, I don't, I need to listen to, I need to compare between like the 1992 Ramones to like the 1980 Ramones or whatever. Was it much different? Eh, well, I mean, yes, it actually is fairly significant, significantly different, but not all the way through. There are some tracks on this that are definitely like the old style way that they did everything, but there's definitely some stuff on this album that is nothing like anything else that they did, hmm, which is sure. kind of nice. That, that's well, the whole thing for me. Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's get into let's it. Let's play a little bit of it. And- Sedated. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what do you mean? You can't step at the sauce, but you sounds very similar to yeah, I want to be sedated. Mean. But anyway. Alright, so let's see. This band, this I'm guessing they lived on four chords. <laughs> what? D E A B. So this this band, obviously Joey Ramon lead vocals or Jeffrey Ross Hyman. Oh, you're doing you're doing the real names. What brothers? (laughs) You know, I'm so stupid. (laughs) Oh no. I did think that for a long time. I thought they were all related. I did that's a fair thing to think. Yeah, I think I did too. I I did not find out where their band name came from until I did the research for this this week. Uh, Are you guys aware? I think I think I did know, but I forgot now. Uh, It's simple. Uh, when Paul McCartney booked himself into hotels, he checked in as Paul Ramone. The Ramones oh, okay. is actually a reference to Paul McCartney. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Uh, Nope. Maybe I did not know that. Okay. Johnny Ramone on guitar or John William Cummings. Marky Ramone or Mark Stephen Bell and CJ Ramone. Oh, sorry. Marky Ramone was drums and CJ Ramone is bass guitar and lead vocals on tracks five and eight. And CJ Ramone is Christopher Joseph Ward. That's the CJ. Um, there are some additional musicians on this album. Vernon Reed has a guitar solo on oh, cool. track 11. Um, of and, living color fame. Exactly. Tebby's on crack. Yeah. And Flo and Eddie, who I, I don't know who that is. I probably should know who that is. <laughs> but backing vocals on tracks 3 and 13. And Joe McGinty. Everyone knows Joe McGinty. Sure. I Joe McGinty. No. He's a keyboard player on track 7. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, let's face it. That track needed to have keyboards. Doors cover. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. I was like, <laughs> like which one is this? Sorry, I put, I put a couple. Yeah. That's a great yeah. song. How do you do a Doors cover without keyboard? Well, of course. You got to have that. Yeah. And the producer on this is Ed Stasium, who I was like, I've heard that name before. Why have I heard that name? He produced uh, Time's Up by Living uh, Time's Up and Vivid by Living Color. Oh, wow. Okay. That explains so that, the Vernon Reed. And that, 1916 ex- by Motorhead. All right. That explains why the album that. sounds good. Yeah, it yeah. does sound good. It does sound really good, yeah. Well, so we were talking right before we played that song, Keith, you were saying it's definitely different than their other stuff. And I like I don't know Ramones that well. Well, yeah, let's I talk about the, yeah, let's face it. Like we everybody knows the hits because they've are played at every single sports, you know, occasion. You're gonna hear some of the yeah, cover yeah. bands are gonna do but let's face it, what you know, this band is considered, you know, possibly the first punk band ever. You know, there's a lot of arguments from the, you know, Brits back to us as to who started everything. And one way or another, when the Ramones started, it was, you know, a garage band. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Joey was originally the drummer. Um, there was a lot of, you know, people were figuring out how to play their instruments, before, you know, while they were handed, you know, a spot in the band, kind of, mm. <laughs> you know. Um, so when yeah. they started doing things, it was, uh, you know, they were, they were learning as they went along and it, it turned into something, let's face it, it turned into something enormous. Um, for me personally, being the punk on the metalhead show, well, I actually never liked these guys because they were just too damn oh. repetitive. Every single song seemed to me is sounded the same. It was like, you know, one, two, three, go. And voila, <laughs> you know. And uh, I also really felt, I, growing up, both my parents were born in the early 40s. So they would, my mom, when I was growing up, would always listen to oldies. Like the oldies station was the only thing she ever had on. And every single time I heard this band, flat out, what they were doing was just old school oldie style. They were just early rock and roll. Just yeah, sure. obviously faster. But that's the thing that always kind of irked me a little bit. This album, I remember when I first went away to college in 1994, uh, my roommate was my friend Dan. He was a guitar player in, in you know, two of the bands I was in. Um, you know, he'd throw this one into the you know our CD player at the time, and I actually, for me, when I was you know I, I started as a metalhead, got into punk into like in '93, uh, and then cha- that changed everything. But the punk I got into was you know Minor Threat, like Di, uh, that style, you know. This stuff that's a little less use of distortion, like Clash, Ramones, yeah. never got into. Like I remember Dan playing this album and be me being like, "Meh, this sucks." 
<laughs> I I am not the same person as I was in 1994. Well, maybe when it comes to Testament, I am. But uh, <laughs> but you know, when it when it, like throwing this one on, I had not heard this album since I you know since my freshman year of college when I was living with Dan. And uh, I will have to say, I, you know, a fresh perspective. And I this is definitely a band that back in my you know late teens, I did not really dig too much. Over the course of the last 20 years. I've listened to a lot more of their stuff and have grown to appreciate the living shit out of because yeah. this band is extraordinarily important to my favorite genre. Uh, so one way or another, let's, uh, I mean, this album also just to, just to state it, let's face it. This band was always known to kind of do on, be on their last tour twice a year. You know, <laughs> it was, uh, you know, they always did their last tour and that was it. And then all of a sudden they've got a new album coming out or something. One way or another, uh, this was supposed to be considered a, uh, a kind of a uh, what's the word uh, comeback comeback Bruce. album exactly. Okay. But yeah. you know the album before this, Brain Drain, was supposed to be a comeback album, and yeah. pretty much everything they had put out in the eighties was not even you know wasn't received extraordinarily well. It wasn't like it was all the stuff from Rocket to Russia and the their original release, the Ramones. So. Uh, this was definitely a little different. And that's another big thing. Uh, big thing about this album, Dee Dee, their bassist, who actually was actually, I, and I did not know this until we were researching this, he actually did most of the songwriting. Oh. Uh, he was replaced by CJ. Yeah, I thought that uh, Johnny was the, one of the main songwriters, but no, he, he just was a guitar player. Huh. Um, but one way or another, Joey, you know, in interviews, you know, asking about this album, he actually initially said he loved it, and then he said he hated it because uh, wow, they needed more Dee Dee songs. They needed, and there's three of them on here, which it's kind of funny. Dee Dee left the band because of um, extraordinarily bad legal troubles from uh, a couple drug arrests, oh. and um, you know, <laughs> he he commented, you know, like I don't understand why you know one of the other members of the Ramones didn't just you know give me a few thousand dollars. Because <laughs> uh, you know that's what I needed, but instead I left the band. And uh, you know, three of the tracks on this album were written by him. Uh, hmm. I don't know if I have that written down. Which ones? Poison Heart. Uh, Poison Heart. Yeah, the, yeah. The big Strength track, Street to Endure, and and Main Man. Yeah. All right. Then Poison Heart was the big release from this album, and you know, listening to that, you know, you, seriously. That sounds, it's not one, two, three, hope, you know, they're, they're, it's, it, it's slower those, those than everything else. Those are really good. Yeah. I, well, that's the biggest thing is CJ, you know, D, CJ or DD was the guy who wrote all their good stuff. Well, <laughs> Poison Heart was a top 10 hit in America. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You can tell that was their it. hit single. I don't remember it at the time. But I don't either. Sure. But we were playing this album today and Pam was singing along to it. I was like, you know this? <laughs> She's like, yeah, I've heard this song before. I'm like, oh. <laughs> all right. Well, it's interesting. Strength to Endure and Main Man are both two of the songs that are not sung by Joey Ramone, which hmm. are the two of the song, two of the songs that are written by um, Dee Dee. So that's pretty funny. I don't know if that's like a like a thing that where they got because I know there was a lot of bad blood between these guys for a while, right? Like, well, I mean, that's the. I mean, you say that. Uh, so CJ Johnny, sang those two of those. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah, well, yeah. 
I just remember them like they were always on the Howard Stern show, and I always remember them like back in the back in the nineties. It was like ah fuck that guy. Like Joey Ramone will be on there. Well, Joey and Johnny. I mean, Joey and Johnny. Joey's liberal. Johnny was very conservative. Uh, he was the guy when they got inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Everybody remembers, like, you know, Joey was already dead. Uh, but Johnny gets inducted in his entire speech. He's just celebrating how great of a president George Bush was. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like, wait, 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 what happened? And that I did not know that he was that far to the right. But, yes, mm. he was uh, a hardline conservative. And, you know, you, you think about that. One of the most important innovators of the punk genre was, you know, extraordinary, like Reaganite, like beyond belief. <laughs> it, it, it's like holy shit. Seems kind of that backwards. is that is it's hilarious. But it's that's you know, like hey, the, it, that's, you know, that's like the drummer of System of a Down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but one way or another, uh, another big thing is you know, John Joey was dating this girl, and she ended up marrying Johnny. So that's why Joey wrote the song "The KKK Took My Baby Away." Oh, <laughs> so that is actually that is a uh, autobiography. <laughs> Man, about, yeah. now it makes and, sense, and it's it's, it's it's hilarious that you know, let's face it, you know that turned into like one of their biggest hits, and you know they play it all the time, and Johnny's just gonna sit there and be like, "Motherfucker, hey, I'm married her, but but the first song on the album is about." Obviously, it's about Tipper Gore, right? And uh, I did yeah. see in, the, in in one of the comments or one of the on Wikipedia or something, it was like Johnny was said it was stupid lyrics because you know, oh, he's making fun of Tipper Gore, and then you know, twenty years later, he's voting for her or whatever, you know, voting for her husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, he voted for because he voted for Bill Clinton, obviously. So yes. he was just picking on him because I guess it wasn't it was the same year <laughs> or a year, whatever, whatever yeah. Clinton wasn't was that was in the ninety two. Yeah. 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 Hey, I mean, I got the quote, I got the yeah. quote here. Um, Johnny writes in his book, uh, he didn't like the lyrics and censorship. It was stupid. I like the song, though. Joey wrote that song about Vice President Al Gore's wife, Tipper Gore, and then went on and voted for Bill Clinton. Right. Like, well, he didn't vote for fucking Tipper Gore. No. It's, I hate that that argument. That, that's a, such sense. a mustane thing to say. It is. It really is, yeah. Well, John, Johnny, I could definitely say that's a good comparison. <laughs> he was he was kind of an asshole but uh, one way or another he's also very important to punk rock um, well this is but, the honorable mention so i don't want to spend too much time on this yes, but yes. we should talk well, let's, let's, the let's, tracks we should go through yeah. some of these tracks well I there are some, some, there's some good really songs. good yeah there's some really good yeah. songs but also it's not the typical you know one two three go and you know no. two minutes the biggest thing about this album was the fact that you know these songs some of them are like you know three and four minute long it, you know it was always stereotypical for a ramon song you know it's going to be done in two minutes you know right. there's no way and you know some of these poison heart itself you know is yeah that one i mean that's it's it's the first one you were like oh this is different yeah. <laughs> you know censorship and and the job ate, the job that ate my brain sound pretty very yes. ramonesy mm-hmm. you know yes. you get your power chords and you're you know, like I, I said, censorship sounded like a little bit like I want to be sedated to me. So I never yeah. noticed how much Joey sounded like uh, or kind of sounds like um, Rick Ocasek. No, Eyes Without a Face. What's his name? Billy Idol. Billy Idol. Billy Idol. Billy Idol. Oh, yeah. I thought it was more. Well, maybe it's it was also I, I would, punk roots, right? Well, Poison oh, yeah, Heart, he, totally. He was in Generation, Generation X. Generation X, right? Oh. 
We'll play a little bit of that one. We're talking about Wait. it. This sounds like 80s, like, pure. Oh, my God, yeah. Or, oh, yeah. <laughs> it does not sound like yeah. Ramones. Oh, yeah. Vocal harmonies? What? It's a good song. Yes. Yeah, yeah it cool. really is. Yeah. The whole album I thought was really good. I was I had no I was very surprised. Yeah. I liked it. I, I, I mean, that's the whole thing. For me, I remember like hearing this and hating it. And then mm-hmm. when we threw it in for this, I'm like, all right, I know that <sighs> this is gonna be difficult <laughs> because I mean that's another thing. It's you know, it's nineties Ramones, so it's it isn't it isn't the original, you know, it's not, yeah, yeah. it's just like, you know, talking about, you know, the, the last episode we were talking about Testament, you know, their latest stuff is really solid. Like a lot of the later um, Iron Maiden stuff that's come out has been really solid, but a lot of bands, you know, after they've been around for 20 years, they're putting out shit. And you know, this album definitely ain't shit. This is a, I was quite pleased and surprised mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How yeah, much yeah. I ended up enjoying this. Yeah, I I thought I'd get bored. I thought it'd be just repetitive. I thought it'd be the yeah. same song over and over. I was like, well, it's gonna be, you know, kind of boring. But it wasn't. I really enjoyed it. You know? Yeah. And and I had no real you know, it wasn't like testament. It wasn't, you know, I had no history. I had nothing. Oh, like, I had no expectations. Yeah. It was well, like, well, other than what I'd heard. Like, yeah, anyone, you know Ramones. Yeah. But like, But yeah, I yeah. had I didn't know what it was. I was going to listen to, and I was like, "Fuck, this is really yeah." Well, let's let's face it, easy, nice listen. You know, Mm -hmm, sound, the production's really good. Yeah, I want to get more of those this year too. By the way, like I think that that's why I like pulling in Keith's suggestions because I like I like surprises and you know hearing stuff I'd never heard before. So it's it's always fun. I think let's let's let's, go ahead. I was going to say it's weird that this the uh, time of year we played this for some reason helped because I was in the car with the windows down. Like, it's finally nice outside. I can roll the windows down and I have this album playing and it was kind of upbeat and poppy. I'm like, this is helping me enjoy this album. And if it had been like the middle of February, it might've been like, eh, but it was, it just helped. It was weird. Well, what do you guys think were the hot? Let's do, you know, we don't need to go track by track, but you know, let's face it. Poison heart was the big release. You know, what my I, I, did, did you guys, well, did you guys watch the video for poison heart at all? Mm-mm. No. Did, did, oh, did, oh, more so. Okay. That's my favorite too, actually. <laughs> it, I can't believe they did a pretty good version of that. But let's let's get to the video of Poison Heart. All okay. Right. Everybody listening to this, you know, after you finish listening to our podcast, go hop on YouTube and watch the video of Poison Heart. What the fuck was the director of that <laughs> doing? I mean, let's okay. face it, it's it's just, you know, it's the band sitting there like, you know, doing normal rock things with like a brick wall behind them. And then all of a sudden these this this two guys that are like painted for some bizarre reason. And one of them is just, just 
fat as hell with enormous tits. <laughs> and they just start kind of twirling around. It's the guy from Fight doing, Club. It's just like. Well, don't spoil uh, it all. For <laughs> I, I just don't get like what. How did the director of, you know, I don't know. I mean, there's not, no way that the video has anything to do with the song. But it's like, how did that guy have a job? Because it is just the, the silly. It's just like, wow, there's the fat guy again. Man, he's got, he's got some big boobs. <laughs> the director was Samuel Bear, by the way. All right, whoever that is. Do we know who that is? Do we no. should we know who that is? No. Okay. I just looked him up. Huh. He uh, he's just some dude. He's from Syracuse. <laughs> wow, this is really on the tangent. <laughs> All right, you know we we want to talk about Rollins too. So how about yeah. what were you guys? What were you guys highlights? What, what tracks do you think were the, the best ones? What do you think the, were the worst? The Doors song I thought was really cool. Yeah, I didn't think what, anything was the worst. Yeah, I don't. I like. I mean, I'd say um, t- Cabbies on Crack touring. I liked a lot. Touring like, was isn't that just Rock and Roll High School? Oh no 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 no! It's <laughs> Beach uh, Boys. <laughs> Beach Boys. Yeah. Well, no no no. Touring touring actually is an amalgamation of a lot of their other songs, like all their classics. Kind of they throw a riff in there here and there of a bunch of their other stuff, oh. which is kind of you know. It's you know obviously we all know what the song's about. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, you, but it's you, it's, you know, it, it's supposed to like one interview I, I read stated that you know that track was supposed to kind of end up being kind of the closer for you know their last tour, so that you know everyone could kind of hear a little taste of all the stuff that they were expecting to hear in one song about what they're doing. You know, I'll play a little bit of it. What you're talking about. It's like heavy, or you know, hard rock Beach Boys. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but that is. Here's what the cute was saying. They're playing the old timey stuff. Yeah. The, the, this yeah. is their, this is their style. I mean, that right there it's is their style. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, we get the gist. That's you know cool. Rock and Roll High School. A third of the songs. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Rock, 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 rock and Roll High School. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What about Tomorrow She Goes Away, Eric? Love that one. Oh, yeah. This, this chorus, immediately, that was so, <laughs> something pinged in my brain when I heard this. I heard, so, yeah, and I heard it too, and I was like, what the fuck is that? I couldn't figure it out, and Joe just <laughs> helped me out with that. What, what we'll is, see if well, let's play, play the uh, Ramones one first. Yeah. Now that I know what it is, it's like, oh my god. <laughs> I can't wait Alright. Once again, of course. Yeah, it's misfits. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That song's better, by the way. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah. I'll concede. I should that. play a little. The um, there's the other important punk band that Keith hates. 
<laughs> I, yeah, I was never a Misfits fan. I yeah hated his vocals. But then again, I, uh, I was never big. I was Sorry. never big Black Flag fan. So we'll get into that a little later. <laughs> wow, we're in all, yeah. all yeah. Keith's low low lights. They do well. Uh, the cabbies on crack. I'm only playing that because it's a Vernon Reed solo at the end. It sounds oh, kind of okay. like Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's a little better than the Slayer Slayer. <laughs> Just a little. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that's a highlight for me. It's, it's always no, fine. It's fine. Um, but. I, what, I is play- the, what does the Door song, the original, sound like? Oh, I won't play it. Time to live. I could have guessed this. <laughs> you did not, yeah. So, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, yeah. wait, you, you you don't remember taking us a thumb? But... Uh, yeah, I got it now. It's your brother. He's playing the doors. He's not going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> the song is only two minutes long. No, they did a good job, though. Yeah. Time. It was. I actually, when I heard this, I was like, "Damn it! I should have covered this song. <laughs> this, yeah. this is really good." I like the vocals. I like his take on the vocals. I, I love their their rendition. Exactly. It's, it's, yeah. You know. I love that they kept the keyboards in too. Yes. Well, you, 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 have, you have to. Like, how are you going to do a Doris song without key? Good, it's cool. I mean, I love, uh, yeah, I love punk bands when they do remakes. I don't know if you guys ever listened to uh, Be First and Gimme Gimme's, but goddamn, always awesome hearing those. Mm-mm. I don't know. To me, the highlights for me were I love Tomorrow She Goes Away, uh, Job They Ate My Brain. It's, yes. you know, I like that, that one too that, a lot. That was, I got that in my head the most. Old like, school, that song yeah, kept sticking in my head for some reason. I, well, I think all of us can relate to it pretty damn fucking well. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. And that's for sure. But, and true. then, of course, Poison Heart. For me, the other one, you know, and, uh, you know, I mentioned, you know, I have not been mentally the best uh, for a bit, um, but it's going to be all right. I fucking, that I would love to hear just a little bit because that just it's a little more brought popular. my spirit. Yeah. It's popping. But Thank you. 
Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, that song is about the fans. Fans. And yeah. about how, you know, the transition but, of Dee Dee leaving, uh, they even one of the lyrics, one of the lines in the lyrics is mentioning, we're really glad CJ's here. Uh, so it's, it's you know it's, it's about how like you know things haven't been easy for the Ramones pretty much for the previous twelve years, really for the entire existence of the band. But you know, uh, it's just an ode to the fans. So I also thought it was kind of cool that they kind of give a head nod in a song. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's very three eleven of them. Three eleven <laughs> does that a lot. <laughs> I think 311 did they exist in 1992? Yeah, they were banned. They haven't released anything yet, but they were banned. They had some demos or some uh yeah, some demos. Damn it, I think was out. Unity was out by then. So uh I won't let it happen was very like to me kind of Elvis Costello-y, like very not uh not Ramonesy. No. But Ramonesy, as much as you say that, it's a relationship <laughs> too. And the Ramones are all about relationship songs. Like this? This is like straight yeah. 80s pop. Oh, yeah, yeah dude. You weren't expecting not, this when you threw this album in, right? No, no in no, fact, I thought like the 90s. album, I was like, did the album end and then switch to a different band? What's going on right now? It sounds like Gen Blossoms right there. Yeah. Yeah. It does. yeah. Like, but, you know, when the vocals came in, I'm like, okay, it's still Ramones. Yeah. These weird stops. He says, "Happen." Yeah, it yeah. It really starts it. Yeah, it's an interesting vocal stuff. Well, sure. I mean that 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 right there is Joey. Oh yeah. yeah, nobody sounds like that, except maybe a little bit of uh, Billy Idol. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, did we hit the highlights? I think we did. I mean, yeah. I think, and I, let's face it, consensus-wise. You know, none of us, I think, had much to expect when they first tossed this one in, and we're all coming back with a pretty pleasant Strong experience. Strong thumbs, thumbs up there. Yeah. On that one. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's, let's toss some grades out. Do we grade these? Sure. Yes. We have to. We uh, have to. Yeah. On your honorable bit? Okay. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we should. Okay. B. Yeah, B. I'm going C+, but only because, like, it's a good album. But I factor in, like, how often am I going to go back to these albums? I thought about that. I might go back to this one. Yeah, maybe. It it was fine, and and I liked it, but I'm not, like, blown away by it. It wasn't like, oh, my God, this is great. So C-plus for me. I mean, that's the one thing for me. Like, right now, I was planning on going B-plus because my expectation, I, you know, I remember listening to this and thinking, God, this sucks. And I was really, really happy by that. Happy, you know, listening to this in preparation for this episode. But, you know, is it a B plus? No, it's a B. Okay. Yeah, B. Yeah. Cool. All right. All right, on to Rollins Band. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. I've, I keep opening with the opening track. I feel like I should open with something else. Why would we not? I mean, low self esteem. That was the biggest Low self opinion was, yeah, I think that was. All right, we'll start with They that. had a video. I guess two. They had two videos.
we're gonna get a little more into that song later, so I'm gonna fade it out now. But uh, this band, we are. <laughs> yeah, there's some highlights of that song I want to play for sure. All right. Uh, this band is Sim Kane on drums, Chris Haskett on guitar, Andrew Weiss on bass guitar, and obviously Henry Rollins on vocals. This album was produced by Andy Wallace. Guess, guess yeah. who? How about that? Yes, Andy Wallace. It sounds good. Pro- production, engineering, and mixing. So, yeah. It sounds really good, yeah. I think the, the, the bass guitar on this album is perfect. <laughs> it's like too many <laughs> bands ignore bass guitar and they don't it's, put it loud enough in the mix and this album gotta, is like yeah but i think when you have you don't have two you know you have one basically it's, you know you have bass you have a guitar you don't have two guitar players so there's not something to compete for you know a, a backup rhythm section during solos and stuff like that it's basically bass guitar during the solos so yeah i think you need to have the bass a little higher in the mix when that's the situation but but yeah this is a really great sounding album production wise i think Definitely. Yes, it is. Yes. And the musicians are all very good. Oh, my God. Yes, they are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Across the board. Well, I, you know, it's funny. I, you know, obviously, we play our own instruments and we have our we, spots we listen to when we listen to the albums, but I didn't pay super close attention to the drums on this album. So is the drummer as exceptional as the guitar and bass player are? I, I think so, yeah. Is. Yeah. He's got that like studio musician stuff down where it's like he does mm-hmm. all the technical, you know, the things that are really hard that don't sound that hard, but they're like, that's really hard to do. Mm. And he's doing okay. it sounding, it sounds effortless to him. So, yeah, he's, he's, they got their shit down for sure. A little bit better than the musicians from Black Flag, I would guess. Uh, uh, Greg Ginn, you should play around with a little Greg Ginn. He is okay. kind of legendary for the kind of, what he can do with his guitar okay i just but don't yeah. know I, I don't i know nothing about black flag all so, right like he, I, he's, I don't even think i could name a black flag song to be quite honest with you so damaged no what's the tv louis louis tv there's a tv, TV party song. tv party i know Tonight, that one, yeah. yeah okay i know that one that's like the only one i know um i've generally liked what i've heard by black flag i should probably listen to that. well the, the, the black flag always had greg ginn he was always the guitarist, but uh, let's face it: you Keith Morris of Circle Jerks was in there at the, towards the beginning. Uh, it went through like I don't know, I don't even know how many vocalists. I was going to say Rollins was not oh, the original. The, the vocalist. Rollins. They, they, oh, that's the whole thing. Rollins yeah. himself, he was originally from DC, as you all yes. should know. He was in State of Alert, uh, the band. You know, it was on. He was good friends with Ian McKay. Uh, you know, worked at Hagen Doss, you know, <laughs> in Georgetown. Um, but one way or another, he, you know, was involved heavily in the DC scene. Black Flag went through like four or five vocalists in its first few years, and it's hilarious to think about. You know, it's Black Flag, it's one of the most seminal bands of punk rock, and it couldn't keep a vocalist. The one <laughs> thing that you know, it's the easiest thing to find. Yeah. But uh, Black, uh, you know, Henry Rollins ended up, you know, getting sent out there to, to audition, and he got the job. And you know, I don't even know how many albums they put out with him. Um, I consider those to be the worst. That's oh, yeah. the, that's a, that's the thing. Like there are people like me that believes that the, the Henry Rollins era of Black Flag was 
not as good as the Keith Morris or Bukowski versions of Black Flag because he isn't as good of a vocalist. As <laughs> he can yell. He can yell very well. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I don't know. Is he, he probably has a different vocal style with Rollins Band, I imagine, at least a little bit. Uh, it's it's not. Well, I mean, from this, definitely. I mean, he's, you know, if you listen to the old SOA stuff, you know, it's the same style there. You know, he's, okay. he's, he's, he's definitely yelling, definitely angry. Um, yeah. but it's, it's not as, it's not as polished. Maybe. I would say, yeah, exactly. I mean, with what he's doing here, you know, he's been doing this shit for, you know, 12 years at this point, you know, maybe 14. Right. He, he, he's, he's, you know, he's now a trained veteran and he's definitely hitting how he wants instead of just walking up to a mic and screaming into it, you know, which yeah. is what, you know, some of the. Definitely all of the SOA, all the state of alert stuff was, and some of the black flag stuff. <laughs> One way or another, it's uh we're talking about Rollins man, not Black Flag. Yes. Yeah. So album cover. It's kind of weird. It's his tattoo. Yes, on tattoo. His back. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Did he get that. did did he get it, it tattooed on his what back? Was first? But yes, yeah. exactly. Good question. <laughs> It's got to be the tattoo, right? Well, I don't know. Maybe this is what he handed to the guy. He said, "Put this on my back." I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, if you know, they came up with this as the art for the thing, and he was like, "That is fucking awesome." You know what? I don't get a tattoo. I <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of cool. I mean, yeah, it's fine. Know, a raging Girl, sun. Yeah. I don't know what it has to do with the end of silence, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that that's the one thing with kind of, you guys have mentioned the musicianship, you know, on this album is definitely top tier. Oh These God. guys definitely know what they're doing. Uh-huh. One thing that I was a little confused by is the fact that they definitely bounce around kind of stylistically within a single song. Like they, Mm-hmm. I mean, I love, like, say, Clutch. Clutch is a great band that has just so much technical fluidity that they kind of can do whatever the hell they want whenever they feel like it. But at least each song sticks to what it is. These yeah. guys are just, like, all of a sudden in the middle of, like, this really cool, like, metal thing that they're doing. It's now funk. And all of a sudden now it's... I don't know, some kind of like Sisters of Mercy goth thing. And <laughs> yeah. then, and then and I'm sorry, but the biggest thing that I just couldn't stand about this is how, like, you know, want to be poetic. All of a sudden, you'd be like, oh, man, and that's what it is. Like, <laughs> dude, all right, you, you got you to. Gotta the maybe... monkey's eyes are your eyes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, that Whoa. Was, all right. Bad Time monkey. Time out. Time out. We all need to stop here uh, for a second. <laughs> yeah. Sit down. Was, stop, stop doing the drugs. All right. You it know? was like the poetry reading it uh, on Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> <laughs> and then, my friend, you die. Like, what, what, like I, mean, I mean, I get that he's, he's he definitely, you know, it's Rollins band. So he's got, you know, full control over how the vocals are out and what's going to be said and all of that how did i mean let's face it henry rollins even at this point you know he'd been with black flag for years so his name meant something in and of itself 
But how did somebody not just say, dude, <laughs> shut the fuck up? Yeah. Dude, this guy likes to talk. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> a lot. I will, that's like the one thing that I'll say that some of the songs went on a little too long. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Some songs on here. Some? Yes. <laughs> There's oh. at least three. <laughs> at yeah. least three that are like, why is this 10 minutes? Yes. Uh, what mean, is happening right now? I mean, I like, uh, hey, hey, I love jazz. All right. I've, I mean, there's some like Miles Davis stuff that goes on for like 20. Geez, uh, freaking John Coltrane, Love Supreme. There, there's like three different versions of the same kind of phrase, two of which I think go on for 15 minutes. It's cool. It's fine. This did not need to do that. Like, <laughs> like really, like the initial descriptions I heard, like this is called like post hardcore whatever the fuck mm. that's supposed to mean, but yeah. <laughs> one way or another, they, 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 they could have said what they needed to say with their instruments in a lot less time. Cause the biggest thing I'd feel they definitely do a lot, but they never go crazy with it. You know, they just I think do it yeah. and then they keep doing it and they keep doing it and they're not, you know, changing they, it up uh, too much, you know. They got away from that on weight, I feel like. I feel like weight was a little more straightforward. It's curated properly. Yes, yeah. exactly. Because I do think, ult- ultimately, I think weight is a little bit better than this album. I do, for sure. Yeah. But um, yeah. But I did forget how good this album Like, This is another one where it was like, oh, shit, this album's really fucking good. I forgot about this one. Mm-hmm. I hadn't heard it in a long time. So long, yeah, going yeah, back and listening to some of these songs, I was like, god damn, how did I not... How isn't this on my radar more often? Like, Jesus Christ. I had never listened to this album. So. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, I, yeah, this was in my this was in rotation a lot back in 92 for me, 93-ish. Well, I guess, though, no, probably not until 94. Maybe. I don't know. Because I can't remember if I had really started listening to them until I heard Wait or not. Did it you might know have been, It might have been 94. Because I, I think we might have all gotten into this stuff later. I think I had this album before Wait. Yeah, so I think you did too, I Joe. I don't know. I had the CD, I think. And, uh, I think, you know what I think it was? I think it was 93. I think I heard Low Self Opinion. I think you probably showed it to me, Joe, in like 93. Because yeah. I remember getting weight when it came out, or Tim getting weight when it came out. One of us got it and was way into it, like immediately. Yeah. So I, I yeah, knew yeah. about this album. So it was probably 93 that I discovered this. Um, anyway. And they were part of that whole tool and Rage Against the Machine, that whole early 90s LA kind of yeah it's grungy because i mean those faces when i when i listen to this whole thing there's so much going on yeah but not in the, not in the, not in the same sense of like you know like say faith no more like you know they've got no shit going crazy these guys like one guy's playing jazz while the other guy's playing metal and, <laughs> yeah. the, and the drummer's doing the some some rhythm. <laughs> and it's like you know guys maybe try to consolidate and speak each other's same language like like these guys are doing it and it seems like intentionally weird instead of it being like kind of brilliantly chaotic, you know? Mm. Yeah. Like I I feel, I I feel like the, as much as I enjoyed the music, I felt like it was kind of like, Hey mom, look one hand. Look what I can do more than it was like, uh, we talked about listening to this album. I was like, there was something about that band that, irked me a bit and i can't remember what it was and i played the album and i was like oh that's what it was they <laughs> they had these parts that go on and on and on and on and you're like geez like other stuff's mm-hmm. super cool and awesome especially when they're concise they're like five minutes 
mm-hmm. four minutes. Like, that's great. And I was like, oh, yeah, these 10 minute long things that just go on and on. I don't, I mean, uh, uh, hey, 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 we were just, you know, last week talking about a, you know, a doors cover. Let's face it, the doors can do a 10. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) It's all a blur. Well, the one way, you know, the doors, they can do a, a 10 minute, a 50 minute song, and it is incredible. From like I love the end. That is my favorite door song. These guys I think, I think are they, really they can wander a little bit too long too. Well they probably, yeah, fine. You know, Riders on the Storm, fine, whatever. These guys really somebody <laughs> should have said, no, blues you jam. Think, blues jam does not need to be that fucking long. <laughs> no, like, it does not. It really doesn't even need to be half as long. It could probably be about a third of as long, you know. Yeah. You think uh, you think Rollins was influenced by Henry or by uh, Jim Morrison a tad bit with all the poetry stuff and <laughs> well, and all oh, this yeah. stuff. <laughs> like you listen to the end live that the 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 seventeen minute version of the end live where he's talking about you know I caught the moth and the moth turned into a butterfly and like all this <laughs> stuff that Jim Morrison talk about and it's like it's not how that works. <laughs> oh, it's anyway. Wow, no, he doesn't no, actually Eric. say that. But what do you what do you think, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I think he was influenced by Jim Morrison. A tad bit. All right. Um, Should we dig into the tracks? Yeah, I think so. Whoa, the tracks. Low self-opinion. We played a little bit of that, but uh, it's one of my favorites on the album for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It it makes sense it was the first track, first single. Yeah. I'm going to play this part because I love this part. I know a part of it. Oops. Yeah, that's that's the part. The face. Yeah, so cool. Yeah. He says, hey, the same so way uh, so. the same way Rob Zombie yeah. says, yeah. <laughs> yeah he true. does a lot of, hey! Yeah. He loves that. Yeah, there's a lot of riffs on this album that are just like, how the fuck do you write that? Like yeah. that whole part right there, that on guitar. What, what the fuck? Like, that's <laughs> not a metal riff. That's not a, it doesn't even rock riff. It's just, it, what yeah. is that? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. The song um, "Grip" I thought sounded like Led Zeppelin. Okay, well, well, I have I, a question I, on this song. Yeah, okay. what the fuck is the time signature of this time signature of this song? I think it's five four. I could not figure it out. And then it <laughs> like trying to, four, to count. Four. One two three four five. One two three four. Five, one, two, three, four five, one, two, three, four five, 
No, it's 5 8. Amazing. 5 8. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would make more sense. I still can't get it. I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's two beats and then it's a half. You know, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. That's six. That's it. Oh, no, it's back. It's still back. Weird. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, what's this going? What the? How do it, I count it, this? I can't count this. It's impossible. You start getting into a song too much, and it fucks the song up for you. Yeah, you can't even listen to it. Yeah. Play. Uh, I have no idea what the music was actually doing there. Just trying to be like. It does have a Zeppelin feel though. I see what you're Play saying. Play four sticks. It's on Led Zeppelin four, I think. Oh, is it okay? I don't know. For me, like I have you know 147 set at the time. It's like it's where he starts trying to sing, and then he ends up rapping. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, let me play the four sticks thing real quick, and I'll go back to 147. Oh yeah, it's like the I reverse. Hear that. Yeah. What's the time signature on this? Six eight. Probably the same as the Rollins song. No. No. Got to try to find a way. Four, five, six, I don't know. Is it three, four? Yeah, six, eight is because it is. Yeah, it's not. It's not six, eight. We're gonna spend all the fucking episode. <laughs> we might have to cut this out. <laughs> Bunch of dorks. Oh, I said in grip, the, the bass line during the verses I thought was really cool in grip in this song. That walking, that like, that. Yeah, that's cool. Reminds me of Flea. Mm-hmm. I was going to talk about it later, but I might as well talk about it now. This, this bass player. I was like, well, where has this guy been in? Like, where, where, This guy's amazing. Where, why don't I not know who this is? Oh, yeah, you probably know him, right? He's in Ween. Yeah. Oh, really? Like, Ween? And I, so I was like, well, let me listen. And now I, I listened to one of their albums. I like, just picked a random album called Quebec from 2013. Yeah. It's really fucking good. Oh. <laughs> this is one this of the songs. This is, this is a Ween song. It's like Beatles meets... Like I don't know, <laughs> Mr. Bungle or something. Crack. They had a, they had Be- the Beatles meet crack cocaine. I believe a they good had, description of wheat. They had a song on the tra- um. the, the Chef Aid. Oh yeah. Do mm-hmm. you remember that song they had on there? I'm trying to remember. You gotta play it. Was that about like having sex with children? Nah. But this is like nothing like Rollins and of course. No, no. Anyway, I wanted to play a little bit of Ween. I was like, man, they're good. Did uh, you find that album? Yeah, I found it on Spotify. I'm trying to figure out what song they played. It's called Homo Homo Rainbow. 
<laughs> wow. You know, there are many types of love in the world. Mother-daughter love, husband-wife love, Simon Garfunkel love. But this next song is about a very special kind of love. Here's we. I think we get the idea. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the Beatles on crack. Yeah. Not to be confused with cabbies on crack. That so, <laughs> yeah. That that hits the point even uh, further. This is not the Rollins band. No, I don't know how no. this guy ended up over there. Sounds like he. Uh, the bass players in that band. No, no, I get that, but um, how he ended how up working with Rollins? Get, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No idea. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, with, what what he still, produced uh, and he he engineered some of their albums too. So he does a lot of other stuff. Like yeah, he does. So. Yeah, he doesn't play just bass. Yeah, he does. Anyway, back to Rollins. Um, tearing. I wonder if he's going to use that word over and over again. <laughs> I think he secretly hates this album. <laughs> I well, we'll get to the grades eventually. Okay. Yeah, tearing, tearing was fine. I didn't like. Yeah, it I was like fun. It. It was, I, it was okay. I, I, no, uh, that was the that song. Like Rollins himself annoyed the hell out of me. That one. I wondered if it was tearing at first, but <laughs> no. he quickly makes <laughs> makes, him, makes very it obvious. <laughs> yeah, was this a single? Was this a video? Yeah. It feels like it was. A, yeah, and I think the videos were like almost identical, weren't they? Probably. Yeah, I think so. I there was, was a part in this song that I had written down four eleven. I just said awesome bass line. But you know that's like the entire album. So. It's cool. But he's awesome. That's awesome. He's awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. Do you want to go? I don't. I don't really have much to say about yeah, each track. I, no, I, th- I mean, I mean for, uh, you didn't need that, but uh, one thirty-six was properly heavy. <laughs> down, oh yeah. It's that ride symbol again. Yep. Yeah, I didn't have much notes on this one other than yeah, otherwise, was, though. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. I, I do love the chorus in the next song. Almost real. Well, the, that's the one. All right. Like, why didn't the song just end at 420? I <laughs> yeah, I this love this tune. Yeah. And I thought the track was, actually, I thought it was over. And all of a sudden, it, it wasn't. <laughs> it At 450, 30 seconds later, it legitimately turns into a bad song. And then. <laughs> what? At six fifty, at six fifty, it what? Well, yeah, well, do four twenty, then four fifty, and then at six fifty, it 
becomes a good song again. This is 420 right here. So what was that on your matrix there? This is this is where it should should have just ended. Because like what what the fuck are they doing here? Oh yeah. Alright. Then go to four fifty. Part here. Yeah, totally. My confusion. My confusion is real. My confusion is all <laughs> this is the poetry reading hour here. Yeah. <laughs> it's not necessary. We don't need this part. A bad song. This feels like you're in a record store and like they're, they're playing an album a little bit too loud, you know, and you're like, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> <laughs> So real. <laughs> so real. So real. So real. So real. Yeah, like, at that point, why don't you just fucking start kicking ass instead of doing whatever the fuck this is? <laughs> yeah, that's <true>. <laughs> <laughs> You said about yeah. six, 650? You said 650 is when it's like, that's a good song now. Yes, that's a good song again. Yeah. That sounds like it should be on weight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No more no more yeah. God, that band is so good. I know. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Well, then we get to the next song, which is my favorite on the album, which is Obscene. I love this song. God. 410. 410. So, yeah, this song is great, except for the last three minutes. Uh, Well, I wouldn't say the last three minutes. I think the last, like. I love, I love how the, this one ends. Ending really? this. Yeah. It Don't, goes on too long. Oh, I, my well, God. No, they, well, not. Well, it, it, exactly. But all I, of them. From here on out, they're going to go on too long, except for one. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah. But yeah, this there's some great stuff in this song, though. I mean, the chorus is fucking... Let's just God. start at 410 to get the get the good stuff started. So just picture that's Danny Carey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like Tool of Me. That's Adam Jones on guitar. Yeah. yeah. That bass, though. That's that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This has a lot of percussion too. Oh. Yeah. Love his vocals throughout the yeah. song. So good. So pissed off. This part here. Oh. Distorted bass. Okay. So. Do we want to go? Well, let's go in order because you've got a you've got four ten, Keith. But I I think three minutes 
We all need to talk about that because that's when it starts to sound like Tool. I also thought time. two minutes was really cool. Oh, okay. Do so you want to go back to two minutes? I think 158. <laughs> <laughs> this is two minutes. It's fucking Tool. I mean, the drums there are so fucking awesome. And then you go three minutes and you get even more Tool right here. I mean, that right there. Oh, yeah. What song is that? Yeah, Tool stole that. My, my view begins to see, see that look in your eye. What is that song? Yeah, damn it. Uh, what is that? What is that? Is it, I mean, is it Bottom? Because Bottom is a song that Henry Rollins is on. No, it's not it's Bottom. On, no, it's, from it's, the, it's from the album. After it is yeah. from, it's not from Sober? Or from, it's from uh, oh, Undertow? It's from Enema? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely is from Enema. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't, no, uh, see, now it's going to It's not 46 and 2. No. It's not... God, uh, damn it. It's right on the tip of my tongue. Plus, their song titles are always weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's not... Um, Jimmy. Eul- eulogy? Oh, Jimmy. Is it Jimmy? Might be it might Jimmy. be Jimmy. Jimmy? It might be this, actually. It's H. Oh, wait. What are you playing? H. Okay, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. God, that album. See, if you ask me how the song H goes, I'd have been like, I don't know. Now I know. Nope. Song titles are... Yeah. So somewhere in there, I think that riff... To do that. God. Oh no. Oh, this album. God. That album. Now I have to go listen to that album tomorrow. Tool's second album, perhaps the best heavy metal album of the entire ni- 90s, is the magnum opus of Tool's first decade. That's what Apple Music says about it. But Wait, that album? second album. I guess the technical second full length. Second full length album. Yeah. I guess yeah, the EP well, doesn't count. EP. Yeah. yeah I the mean, the best metal album of the 90s? That album? That's what Apple, mm. Apple Music said, perhaps. Wrong. <laughs> It's up there. It's, it's probably there, top yeah. ten. Maybe he might have. That looks like a face back there. It's not a skull. It's a face. <laughs> it's like one of those. It's like a where? Easter Easter Island. Is it Easter Island? Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I see like a. Or the what was that game Katamari, where you could roll the toys up in a in a room. You know that game? <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. It was so weird. It was Japanese. Uh, it was very Japanese. We figured it out, Keith. We figured it out. We're all good now. Moving it's along. A, it's the song. Right, I had to be. That's fine. Uh, so we should probably play a little bit of that bottom, the song bottom where Henry Owens is featured, right? Just because it's like. If I let you, you would make me destroy myself. I mean. This was after 
though, right? This was 93, yeah. right? Ooh. 93, yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if they heard Rollins' band and were like... I'm sure. I mean, sure. they were L.A. band, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I should... Yeah, I'll go, I'm going to see if I can find this. Hold on one second. While this is playing. Uh, no. In fact, while uh, Maynard was, you know, trying his, you know, stand-up comedian routine... Have you guys ever heard of this? So this is the same song, but so you recognize. And you held my head straight to face you. Well, you are. You right. Oh wow! Well, De La Rocha. Yeah. What? It's Zach De La Rocha at Lollapalooza '93, doing the Rollins part. Uh, I was I was at that, not in West Virginia. Different lyrics, of course. bands i ever saw live were that so that was that was the old bass player too right man yeah yeah uh interesting i mean uh, when i saw them when when i saw them you know zach spent at least 15 minutes reading out from a dictionary but you know (laughs) hey i didn't get that i didn't get that i I got well the very the very first Lollapalooza ever the very first note played at Lollapalooza was a rollins band Interesting. Just tying it back. So <laughs> there you go. It, like listening to this did make me regret not having any concept of what cool stuff was when I was in high school. <laughs> Rolla, you know, Lollapalooza happened at Lake Fairfax, and I wasn't aware of what it was going to be, and I heard about it afterwards. That you know, Gibby Haynes walking out in a diaper, shooting shotguns into the air. You know, I don't know why I didn't go to that show. So why the hell did we not go to that show? Uh, I don't know either. That, that was, that was legendary. I know. I, I didn't see a Lollapalooza until '96. It was the only. I've been to two Lollapaloozas, and one was '96. One, one was like one. 2014 or something like that. Yeah, I think I've been in Chicago. No, I, maybe it was sooner. Maybe it was like 2004. It was. It was. Yeah, it was like 2004. I, they, I mean, I, were, they were still doing the Yeah, they were still tours? doing I think it was Yeah, cuz I saw um it was definitely like 2004 because I saw uh uh why am I blanking on the band? Limp Biscuit. Um, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Audio Slave. 
And I was like right up front. So I got to like be like inches from Chris Cornell and and, uh, the guitar player. Tom Morella. Tom Morella, thank you. Yeah. Soundgarden Light. We were talking about Obscene. The song Obscene, and we talked about how it like. I guess you're right, Tim, because I said at six minutes it should end. So that is like two and a half. I said 540, which is basically the same thing. This is pretty cool, though. I like the like demonic vocals here. Yeah, I just thought like start fading it out. Yeah. I, I I'm with Eric on this. I love. I mean, as much as it's drawn out, it's not it's it's not just repeating the same shit over and over again. There's different shit going on here, and if you listen hard enough, you can hear something you didn't notice last time. It, I love this part. Like barking. Oh. <laughs> Mad TV, like Lorraine. Oh. And that goes on for another minute and 45 seconds. So, Blues Jam. Where are we doing? We skip do what do you do? Okay. I mean, we should. It's I mean, funny. It's, it's funny that he says this ain't no blues song in that song. And then they yeah a, a blues song. <laughs> Well, I mean, <laughs> is it of, is it a blues song? <laughs> well, not really. No, it's I mean, long enough to be a blues song. Unfortunately, this one, this song actually that. started out sounding like Tool. Also, I thought not there, but I love that effect, though. Yeah, I mean, it sounds awesome. Yeah, one distortion. That Tool. Yeah, that guitar. Yep. It's like Cliff Burton. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Actually, that riff, that bass riff could be a clutch riff, too. Yeah, you're right. Something like what? Clutch. Clutch. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's got that clutch thing going on. (laughs) I do like this song a lot, though. It's one of my highlights, for sure. I like the... uh, (laughs) There's a part where he's like, It's a mess! Don't get messed up! (laughs) I don't know why I like that so much. (laughs) Which one's got the monkey? Oh. Uh, little life. Yes. A yes. little life. Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> this part sounds like war. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Crack in the egg. <laughs> A dude. Have you seen? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Blues jam. Yeah. I thought I thought you and you and Joe would love that song because the bass is like going crazy on that that song. I I I don't dislike the song. I'm just saying it's not a blues chord progression. 
Yeah, yeah I mean, exactly. Exactly. It's it's called blues jam to be like, oh yeah, man, it's a blues jam. But there is no blues. They, they, they well, yes, they're the really lyrics, talented or something. But the guy he's singing about blues stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I think life will not break your heart; it'll crush it. That that's, that's, that part line. is awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that that awesome. Yeah. It'll crush it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I, I do like the song. I was just coming on the the name. Mm. It's, it's maybe nuts. It does not yeah, need it. to call, be. Call it what you want. Who's to say what? Twelve it minutes. Be, yeah. Long no, that's for sure. <laughs> God. I'm gonna be more like Justin Hawkins. Just be like, if that's what you'd like to do, fuck it, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That brings more eyes to blues music. <laughs> or whatever it was he said. Yeah. Um, you gonna play that crush it? Yeah, you gotta find, yeah, I gotta find it. I gotta find it. Yeah, it's somewhere within twelve uh, minutes. Oh boy! I should have written this down. Yeah. Yes. He says it a few times. I think he does. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Ten forty, ten forty-five. Oh, sorry, ten forty-five. I love that bass there. It's great. That's the last one. Daddy, it gets too heavy. <laughs> it's like an old school Metallica song. He goes, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Do it. Hurry up. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, another life is the monkey. <laughs> monkey. We got to play that, right? Oh, you got to play that. Yeah. <laughs> have to. I mean, this is kind of a punk tune. But... <laughs> well, what is, uh... See, see the monkey come up. <laughs> <laughs> How did the monkey? <laughs> 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 From ear to ear. I mean, uh, this is a, he's like anti-drug, anti, not anti, but he doesn't smoke or drink or anything, right? He, like, he's straight totally... Edge. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a, no, I know, that's the whole guy, thing. Right? I'm pretty... Uh, well, I think he was straight edge. Then he joined Black Flag... 
and he may have stopped doing things after Black Flag, but wow. okay. he definitely did things during Black Flag. Uh, so this could easily just just as easily have been uh, Mike Muir. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I'm sorry, Mike Muir. Mike Muir is brilliantly talented compared to what's going on right here. <laughs> I totally say this between songs. Yeah. The monkey. Look at monkey's bite. Monkey's bite. Yeah. Bad you know, monkey. Bad you know. that monkey's a neutral sweet. Yeah. He totally would. Uh, can we get some Mike Myers in here? Before I begin, would you like to touch my monkey? I would be honored. Touch him! I mean, that's the one thing, like, that song, that song in and of itself, like, it starts off as a punk tune, and then it gets trippy, and it's, like, I, I thought this song kind of negatively affected the overall album to me. Like, this one was, like, he's just trying way too hard to be I love, that's poetic. Like, after the monkey and stuff, I, the rest of the song is great. It's the, well, I mean, yeah. The, yeah, this whole thing, to yeah. me, this is, this is kind of a punk, and then also, it's like a four-minute song. It's, you know, this is, this part right here, hold on. No. Yeah. Right here. Coming up. That's awesome. Fucking awesome. I mean, awesome. Is it a harmonic or is he just playing really high up on the neck? I think he's just playing high. No. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, exactly. It's so awesome. And I mean, and then it's like, all of a sudden he goes into this like, hey, let's all do LSD now. <laughs> grunge is the grunge thing. And the monkey. <laughs> Make sure the monkey can touch your penis. That's the it best was. way the monkey can it do It sounds this. like something, I, I don't know. I, do you watch the, you watch The Office, Keith, right? I did. It sounds like something... Well, it sounds like something Michael Scott would would make up to say this is this is why drugs this is what they do to you, you know like <laughs> yeah yes yeah they'll make you it's, it's, see it's the monkey smart. and it's you'll become the monkey and the monkey it's like the version of somebody who's never done the thing telling you why it's bad yeah and, and, and how it's going to ruin yeah. your life uh, yeah and he totally yeah I mean I. I, Officer I Weston would come. They, I really wish to tell you why drugs are bad. If, if this song were not on this album, I would have given this. A, I will give this a better grade. But this song, what really? I, it didn't ruin the whole album. It just, it just. Uh, it gave us something to, to make fun of. So it, 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 we can definitely make fun of this song. Yeah. All right, last song. One Again. of my favorites. One of my favorites. Yeah, that's a good song. More tool in the beginning. So eleven minutes. It didn't need to be eleven minutes, but no. I think this song is very clutch sounding. Yeah, yeah. Two forty-five. Tell me if you like, guys like, feel like, like you've heard of that. Oh, I know exactly where that's going. Okay. I have the same timestamp, and I know I have the other ah, song. Ah, good, 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 good. But right. you might not be thinking the same thing I was. I, 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 I don't even know what song I'm thinking of. I'm just like, I know that. I know that. I'll give you a hint. We already talked about it this year. So. All right. This is more tool to me, anyway. 
Yeah. I don't want to sit here and listen to the whole damn song. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not what was this? Well, here, let's uh, go to we'll 11 minutes. Part real quick. <laughs> yeah, right. Not sitting here for 11 minutes. Let's it's clutch, isn't it? But it also sounds like White Zombie. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's what it sounds uh, like. Does it? Uh, <laughs> Psychoholic oh, slag. Shit. Exactly right. I'm finding it right now. A little faster, but yeah, same exact fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a pretty easy riff to come up with. I mean, I mean yeah, it's, yes. that, it's also, also also a a slaves and, and and instinct riff. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I only I knew that specifically because I also had like, remember Tim? We used to make these like just weird random mixtapes where it's just a bunch mm-hmm. of just two second clips songs. from songs and, yeah. and movies and shows and stuff. That was one of the things I had on there. I remember that going back and forth between those two. I remember that, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, this I mean, it's a great song. Good closer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just too long. Yeah. yeah. There's a really good scream in this song. The rage part? Yeah. Some of this stuff could work live, but they don't, they don't need to be in the album. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it'd be cool to see that live, but you don't need to put two and a half minutes of screaming and stuff. No, no. But anyway. All right. Well, we've reached the end. Do we want to grade now? We're ready to grade. Truth. Yeah. Who's going first? Maybe Keith should go first. Yeah. Uh... I feel that's, you know, I mean, for me, that's the thing. Like, a lot of the stuff that we've reviewed, you know, throughout the, the history of the show, you know, I will at the end be like, man, I, God damn it. I need to, you know, like say prong. I fucking need to own some goddamn prong. 
end of this, I enjoyed listening to this. This was definitely not, you know, I, I, I was definitely not impressed. I was quite impressed with, you know, the, the, the musicianship and, and technical proficiency. But, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, like, did it make me be like, man, God damn, I got to fucking be able to hear this whenever I fucking want. I want to be able to throw this on a goddamn turntable. And it did not. So, I mean, we're talking B minus C plus. You know, what is that rate? And I'm going to have to say because, you know, I don't really feel the urge to ever possess this. It's got to be C plus. <laughs> okay. That's fair. That's yeah. what I gave uh, Ramones. So, I say B. It's a good, a solid B. It's not an A for sure, but no. it's not. Mm. Man, that's tricky. Oh, now you guys get tripped up. Tim, Tim just said it's tricky. It's just tricky. I, it, it is. It feels like B minus only because some of these songs you're like, this would have been so much better if it wasn't exactly ten minutes long. Okay, B minus. Yeah, B minus. Stole it from Tim. No, <laughs> that, that's worth pointing out because the. Whatever the pseudo jamming they, they, they do in the, the poetry reading, it, it does drag it down. It does. It does. You just you know, you're like, well, I just need to skip this now. Yeah. Sometimes, like, all right, move it's along. Self indulgent. Yeah, so, yeah. Get over it. Was, it was the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone was trying to be more intellectual then. That's a good album, though. Yeah, it is yeah. really good. I, 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 I exactly. I enjoyed this album. I like really thought that you know they're doing some shit in there that. You know, as much as we continuously and properly, you know, compare it to Tool, you know, uh, no one else really kind of did. You know, Tool didn't start. And, and I mean, Tool, I guess Tool was doing stuff right then, but I mean, Opie does, does the come same out thing too. Too, right? Yeah, Tool um, does the same thing. Yeah, they do. They can get self-indulgent too. Yeah, especially their last. Especially few, see the last album. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Like, God damn, Pretty this much, song does not um, need to be 12 minutes long. No, 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 the, the last three decades of Tool. <laughs> well, essentially, yeah. Yeah, and they've had three albums in this. <laughs> yeah. And it's weird because... <laughs> they've they've with, had one album in the last two decades. And then, yeah. <laughs> well, if you compare them to um, uh, Rage Against the Machine, though, that's a band that's very much... This is the song. We're not going to... We have a guitar not, solo, but we're going to get in and out. And that yeah. guitar solo is going to do some shit that you've never heard before. Oh, yeah. Exactly. But, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, excellent. Well, uh, well, well how about we, uh, once again, cool shit that we're doing lately. Oh. I finished this know. one in like a fucking week. It's a book Madhouse. called Madhouse at the End of the Earth about a scientific kind of trip down to Antarctica done in the uh, late, you know, 19th century by uh, uh, a, a boat called the Belgica. And uh, let's face it, shit doesn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that'd be it, a boring book. If it well, did. I mean, that's the one thing like you got. Oh, boring book. Let's face it. Everybody knows, um, you know, the endurance uh, Shackleton. You know, we all, you don't know Shackleton. Hmm. God. All right. Um, Wait, yeah. do you guess? No. No. 
Okay, good. Shackleton was <laughs> you another guys don't guy. Speak Latin. <laughs> Shackleton was another guy who, after this, you know, headed down to uh, Antarctica to, in an attempt to, you know, get onto the continent, find the South Pole, so on and so forth. Um, his boat ended up getting frozen in ice. And they just had to sit there. So they went on the land and eventually, well, eventually their boat got destroyed and sunk and they watched it. Shackleton himself and his main other guy hopped into one of the, you know, lifeboats from their boat and managed to uh, pilot themselves. I don't even remember how many miles away to a whaling station. That, you know, it's in the South Sea. The South Sea is the roughest, most turbulent and destructive area of the entire planet. And they managed to get to that island and then were on the wrong side of the island when they finally made it to shore. So in, you know, freezing temperatures, in not the right clothing, they walked, I believe, it's like 60 some miles it's insane what Shackleton did only to get to the place and be like, all right, we need to go get my men. So they hop on a boat, they go there and all of Shackleton's men survived. The same thing didn't happen with these guys. Hmm. It's not as a happy story, but I mean, obviously, um, you know, this story was written about this boat trip, uh, because there is evidence and things like that. So it, it doesn't end up in, I, I love stories of, uh, you know, shitheads being like, because I can, and then failing and causing <laughs> like mass casualties in the, in the, in the, in the wake of, of that decision. And this, you know, cause not- we wanted, we wanted Bezos to fucking die. Like, <laughs> in the space. <laughs> I was uh, yeah, yeah. Fucking asshole. <laughs> One way or another. So Madhouse at the end of the earth. I read the goddamn thing in less than a week. It was wow, wow. It is. I mean, and let's face who's, it. Who's this author again? Uh, the author is Julian Sancton. I will flat out say it's nonfiction. And I read this goddamn oh. thing in a week. Exactly. I mean, this this fucking happened. Um. Wow. And, and let's face it, oh, a good majority of it is a boat frozen in ice in goddamn, not even, you know, walking distance to Antarctica. They, they might be able to, you know, with telescopes, see Antarctica from where they are. But a boat is just frozen in ice for a freaking year. Hmm. Man. And yes, I read that. You should, in a sell, week. You should, you should uh, send the copy of that to Steve Harris on Instagram or something. <laughs> There was a show. I made a song about this. There was a yeah. show on AMC about a boat that was sucking oh, ice for a year. It might the, have been the uh, same. No, 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 no. You're it's Shackleton. I guarantee you that was Shackleton. Okay. Oh no, 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 no. You're talking about uh, the terror. Yes. Uh, yes. That no, was that is in the Arctic Sea. That was trying to okay. find a, a Northwest Passage over the top of right. uh, Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through and of course it is it, like they were seriously like. That's a great show. They, they were a few miles away from hitting, you know, where they needed and to you, be. You, you could yeah. probably, you could probably ask a, like a five year old kid 
if it's a good idea to sail your boat where it's frozen. <laughs> and they even tell you you're stupid. Yes. Yeah. Well, and also we cl- can do it. But uh, you can also climb Mount Everest. You're an idiot. But you know, <laughs> some some six year old kid from Tennessee just set the record for youngest mountain climber reaching every, the top of Everest. You know? Every one of those dead bodies on Everest was once a highly motivated individual. <laughs> oh yeah. I That's love true. Everest disasters. So one way or another, death, it's so metal. <laughs> this does, well, this doesn't have to be metal, I hope. I'm just going to go with a simple recommendation. Yeah, Incubus 8. You finally just listened to it. Have you heard this one, Eric? Uh, is that the one that came out most recently? Yeah, 2017. Yeah, I've, I've heard that album. It's five I years thought it was really ago. good. I was surprised because... Because they kind of stunk for, I wasn't uh, for, forever blown away with since the yeah. beginning of the band. No, no, no but well, I think it was like a, let me see if I, I want to go back and look at that album, look at some of the songs because I, I, I haven't. I don't know. They, they. It's not a very long album. They haven't really. It's like forty minutes long. Well, check it out again. Yeah, I will. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. This had some good songs on it. Yeah, okay. I like all of the songs on it. Glitter Bomb was good. Nimble Bastard. Nimble Bastard was good. Yeah, there's some good songs on this album. Yeah, for sure. I'm trying to think if I have any good music recommendations lately. Um, hmm, that's a good question. Well, you know, that's a band. I we already, we already talked about them in our um, was that 2021 albums. There's a band called Turnstile. Yeah. Really oh, huge. Yeah, from Baltimore, man. Are they from Baltimore? They're from Baltimore. I didn't Fuck know. Yeah. They're really you know good. Who else is really from good Baltimore? Band. I'm just going to interject. Tori Amos. I oh. didn't know she was Paul from Baltimore. Yeah, huh. she grew up in Silver Spring in huh. DC. Wow. Anyway. Interesting. Do you know Turnstile, Keith? Like I, I don't person. know them no personally, but but no, uh, yeah. I mean, they they are huge. They are pretty much you know a Baltimore hardcore band that is playing a style that is. You know, it, it's hardcore, but it's definitely, Ish, yeah, it's not, you know, really it's not traditional, like, you know, exactly. It, they're doing something new to a genre that hasn't had anything like that ever happen to it. It's I mean, really it's, good it's like, exactly. It's, it's hardcore in a way that is accessible to, you know, the general public. Yeah. It's really it's weird little, to say that. Yeah. It's a yeah. little more, it's, it's still heavy. It's still yeah. The most recent stuff is less heavy, but they. I think. They have. I think. I think their popularity is causing them to, you know, adjust things a little bit. Yeah, because they, they they were doing what they did, and it oddly enough took off, and it's great because it's. Let's face it; it's not necessarily brand new. It's mm-hmm. Not as though they're doing something like that hasn't been necessarily done before. But they're doing it in a way that, you know, not a whole lot of people have heard it. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a good Yeah, example. exactly. Like like how do you how do you really define um, that? I mean I'm trying to think of a good song to play that would But I, I love the fact that like they have now played like fucking uh uh Seth Myers. I was have, gonna say they were on a late night show recently. Yeah, were they? they yeah, yeah, they played Seth Myers. They, they've um, 
Uh, Glow on is our latest album. Yeah, why we could play if you want to play some wild wor- wild world. It's not. It's <laughs> wild world. W- <laughs> wild world. <laughs> that's a good one. That's, that's that's a good one. Yeah, there you go. The songs are short too, so Yeah. Need some vocals fast oh, yeah. It's like dance hardcore. I mean, it's, it's weird, isn't it? It's flat out hardcore. <laughs> yeah. They're playing hardcore. I like it. In old school style, like old school New York, New York hardcore style. But they're adding in like the sampling there just adds in kind of a dance track to it. It's, yeah. Hmm. I really like it. The album before that was heavier. Hmm. And the one before that was heavier. But there was an album that I was excited for and then it came out and I was really disappointed there's a band called Islander and uh, uh, yeah. I really like their album from 2019 I think it was what, so, what were they called? Islander and so I was really excited about this album and then it came out and I listened to like I couldn't even finish it I was the first time I was like this sucks like, this is not good <laughs> at all so it was disappointing um, I, I there's not been like the last the Ghost was the last album that I really like listened to non-stop um, the new Chili Peppers is pretty good. Listen to that a few times. Um, there's a new Jack White album that came out a couple weeks ago. I haven't listened to it yet that I do want to listen to. Um, I think your band, The Pineapple Thief, has an album. Yeah, it's like a best of thing, though. It's like a remix or remaster or something. I, it's probably stuff I haven't heard, though. Which I, I'm going to go listen to it. But thank you for reminding me because I, I did see they released something new. Um, let's see. Give It Back is the name of the album. Give It Back Rewired. So I see, I'm assuming it's something like, since it's called Rewired, I'm assuming it's like Remastered or something. I don't know. But I haven't heard any of this yet. I'll play a little bit of it, though. I'm just going to pick a song. Well, they had one that was out before. Mm-hmm. No, they're really good. No, they had a single from that. Oh, okay. They've been out for a while. It's over, you'll see what our world was meant to be. Again, I haven't heard any of this, so I'm just this is the first time I'm hearing this ever. Yeah. <laughs> Are these all the things that we Are these So this isn't necessarily what you're into. Not lately, no. <laughs> like I said, there's not I mean, Ghost was the last album that I really was Yeah. Into into in terms um, of like really, sick- the helicopter's last album was really good too. Mm. It's really quick listen. It, it rocks Keith uh, or no, it was uh, Tim. 
you could play that album on a, on a nice sunny day driving in the oh. <laughs> The windows down. Get a fucking convertible, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> Eyes of Oblivion is the name of the, the helicopter's album. Yeah. All right, so, we should wrap this up. For for Joe and Keith and Tim, this is Eric saying. Thank you. Good fucking night. Oh. Sorry for the cursing. I tend to curse. I say stupid things. Energy. Energy. Aggression. Power. To sum it up, it's a vulgar display of power. Sometimes I think you break just a little too much, flies. I'm sorry. I'm going to be a blood-a-holic anonymous. Ah! Cut out. Cut it up big time. They are miserable slaves of Satan! Some cunts recording this.